Good evening, good evening, everybody. This is your girl, Diana. Welcome to Unleashing with Lady Di. We are coming to you tonight with uh, our hot topic, Overcoming Rejection, with my dear friend, Alicia Richardson, all the way from Greenville, South Carolina, <laughs> where she is a minister and I'm about to call her a prophet too, because she got all the gifts. But she does have a book also. Um, you got them. <laughs> I want to know your book. Um, I have two books, actually. Um, the first one is Anointed to Serve, On My Bare Necessities. And the second one is Rejected with a Purpose. Okay. Y'all hear that? I'm going to need y'all to get her books. One of them is already on Amazon. Serve with a Purpose. Oh, both on Amazon. Amazon. Okay, but y'all need to go to Amazon. She's gonna add a link on later on, so y'all can go to Amazon to pull her books. And my book is out, Birth and Purpose, Out of Broken Paces. So you can just hit me up, and I will get those to you personally autographed. So we're going to get started. Thank you all the opportunity in like and share, and we will add our pages in as well to where y'all can follow us. So we are on Instagram, we are on YouTube, we are also on Facebook. And you're on Twitter too, right? I am. You, okay, well, we're both on Twitter. <laughs> so we have all social outlets that y'all can follow us. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're going to get started. We're going to be talking about overcoming rejections from all aspects of life. So we're going to do family, friends, relationships, church, you name it, we want to in all areas. So, Absolutely. I wrote, I'm going to start off with what I wrote down with the uh, top 10 overcoming fear rejections that I listed. And then I'm going to let you just roll from there and I'll chime in in between. Okay. So I wrote down the top tips of overcoming fear rejection. This is to overcome it is to accept what it is. Add them. Mm -hmm. um, validate your feelings. Know your worth. Have a backup plan. Narrow down what the fear is, because mm -hmm. sometimes we don't know what the fear is to make us not right. be able to We need to face the fear. Right. And um, avoid any negative self-talk, because we can down-talk our own selves out of situations. Just as quick as we can talk ourselves in, we can talk ourselves out. Absolutely. And um, ask for help. So the last one is ask for help. Do not be afraid to ask for help, whether you're saved or unsaved. I always ask for help because we all need it to make this Absolutely. life. So I'm going to let you take it over and we are going to go right. and converse. All right. So I'm going to start with why I dealt with the spirit of rejection. Um, and okay. it's something that I dealt with from birth, actually. Um, anyone who knows my testimony knows my, my father was not a part of my life growing up. Um, I knew who he was, he knew who I was. However, um, my mother had me when she was 16 and my father was 20. Um, so he, let's just say, I, I, I mean, I, I can't speak for him, but I, mm -hmm. I just don't feel like he was ready to be a father at such a young mm -hmm. age, um, you know. At 20, I can remember, you know, wanting to, wanting to hang out with my friends, wanting to have fun, you know, things like that. So me at 20 having a child was not even on my radar. So, you know, and I'm not making any excuses for him or anything. I'm just, you know, saying how I felt at a as a 20 year old. So mm -hmm. he was not a part of my life. Um, growing up, my mother never, um, you know, tried to keep me from him. However, you know, she did you know he had a decision whether he chose to be there or not um right and there were times when we would reach out and he'd say i'm gonna come get you or i'm gonna do this for you i'm gonna take you shopping i'm gonna you know do this you know and i would sit at the window i remember i can see this day so plainly in my head i was sitting on the arm of my mother's couch looking out the window waiting mm -hmm. for my father to show up and he never came. And I sat there for hours, hours. <laughs> and I was like, 
mama, he's not coming. And she was like, I know, baby, I'm sorry. And from then on, I, I think I may have been 13 or 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And from there on, I said, mama, he's dead. Dead. Ooh. Like, I don't want nothing else to do with him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want anybody asking me, have I talked to him? If I've seen him? Because what I remember is even um, as a child, I was always the one making the effort. And I know now that that should not be. I'm a mother, right. so I understand that if my child is going through something and they shut down and do not want to talk to me, as a mother, I'm supposed to cry <laughs> into their life. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm supposed to make the effort. And so I, you know, I started to look at myself as, am I not pretty enough? Am I too dark? Um, was it because him and my mama didn't have a good relationship? What was the reason that mm-hmm. you could not be a part of my life? Now, let's let's look at it. I have other siblings, and they have, and I wouldn't dare share their story. That's their story to tell. Um, right. And I'm, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that he was a part of their lives. I let let let's just right. clear on that. <laughs> um, however, right. You know, at that time, I didn't care. I I had a selfish moment. I was a teenager. Right. What about me? Because him and my brother, who has passed away, we shared the same father. It wasn't even about him. You know, him, you know, me and my mom and my brother, it wasn't even about him. I wasn't thinking about him. Why was I not good enough for my father to be a part of my life? It's what I thought. Right. So even then, I, I, of course, I didn't know as a teenager, but I was dealing with the seed of rejection from an infant. Mm -hmm up into my teenage years and even into adulthood, I have dealt with rejection. Even this year recently, have dealt with rejection. Mm -hmm. The difference now is I know how to address it and move forward. Whereas then, I did not. And so, um, I remember my brother that I mentioned, his name was Thomas. Thomas got sick. And prior, prior to that, Prior to Thomas becoming ill, my grandfather on my father's side passed away. And Thomas called me. He said, I'm coming home. He passed away. We're going to go to the funeral. I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go. Because regardless, I believe in family. Regardless, you know, they're my family regardless. So I went to the funeral. After the funeral, I went to the home of my grandparents. Um... My father had already left to go back to his home. So my aunt started asking me, Alicia, why don't you talk to your dad? You know, they were asking me questions and I was like, why don't he talk to me? You know, I almost became angry. At this point, and at this point I I had both of my children. So I was an adult, I was 25 years old. Um, And I'm sorry, someone's trying to call. And I was like, why should I have to continue to reach out to him? And I told them, he's dead to me. Right. I I don't desire to have a relationship with somebody who had a choice and chose not to be a part of my life. And and so, as I got older and, you know, I, I started learning more and more about the word of God and realizing who I was as a woman of God because people don't know, my father was a pastor. Mm-hmm. And he, um, right. I was like, what, you know, where does calling and all this stuff come from? What did I get off? Not really. You know, pastors and, you know, ministries in that lineage of my family. So I was like, okay, God. But there were things that I started to sabotage because of that seed of rejection. Friendships, mm-hmm. re- romantic relationships, um, um, relationships right. with my siblings. Um, it was one point, and I don't think I've ever shared this with my siblings on my father's side to this day. But the ones that I knew about at the time, I didn't even desire to have a relationship with them because I. I because again, like. 
didn't know what kind of relationship he had with him. But I just didn't want anything to do with anybody right. that could associate with him. You know, and granted, no, on my part, that wasn't right. But as a woman, right. I guarded myself. I go, and, and when we deal mm -hmm. with rejection, that's what we do. When you, when someone hurts you so bad to a point to where you don't want to allow other people to get to, to be able to cause you that type of hurt again, you guard yourself. Yes, that's right. So perfect. I guarded myself. That's right. In relationships with my siblings, I guarded myself. I'm sorry. In relationships with my friends, um, I. You know, for a while now, granted, in friendships, I learned that those relationships, some of those relationships weren't meant to go so far in my life. So that's a whole different topic. However, there were still oh, times that's a whole nother That's a whole nother topic. But there were still <laughs> times when I would guard myself in friendships that weren't meant for me. Because of the fact that mm -hmm. I didn't want to be hurt. I never wanted to experience the hurt of somebody not wanting. And there's right. been things that I've done, you know, to cause people not to want to be a part of my life anymore, you know. And th th that's something mm -hmm. that I've had to live with. That's another form of rejection. You know, you right. cause people to reject you. You have to mm -hmm. overcome that as well. So yes. the way that I just that I discovered that I had to overcome this was through accepting, truly accepting God's love. Yes. Because when you truly accept the love of God, you then realize that those things, some things people, they don't even realize the damage that they've caused to your life. However, mm -hmm. You have to forgive people. And then once you truly accept God's love, it allows you to forgive people that don't even know they hurt you. It allows you to forgive right. people that may never apologize. It allows you to yeah. forgive people even when, you know, they may not be ready to apologize to you. You know, as believers, as Christians, exactly. we have to forgive people regardless if they ever say, I apologize. I'm sorry, please forgive me. We still have to forgive them. Why? Because if we don't forgive them, then we're holding ourselves hostage. That's right. So I wasn't damaging my father by telling people that he was dead to me. I wasn't damaging him. All I was doing was creating even more and more things that were gonna have to be torn down in the spirit realm in order for us yes. to have any type of relationship. Yes, that's true. Relationship. And so, and I said all that to say, now, I don't want anybody to think my father's a bad person. But again, he was 20 years old. I don't old. know. And, you know, although people think, oh, 20, I'm wrong. And even at 20, I don't believe that you're fully mature enough to handle having children. Because I have right. an older brother. No. So having children, <laughs> you don't, you're, you're not ready. I don't think anybody's ready for that. And right. if you're not the mother, because most 20 year olds who have kids are married. So and it, so if you're not the mother, you don't necessarily gotta be ready. You ain't necessarily That's gotta right. do it. Now you should. <laughs> you should, <laughs> but you don't necessarily have to. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So uh -huh. but when I accepted God's love, even then though, when, when I realized that I had to accept God's love to become healed, because by accepting mm -hmm. God's love, I, I knew that God forgave me. So then yes. I had to forgive them. I had to forgive him or I had to forgive those friends or whomever, other people in my family. I had to mm -hmm. forgive them for whatever they've done, even if they never apologize. I, I remember um, someone said they, they had to forgive somebody who was deceased deceased because it was holding them hostage <laughs> holding them up their yep. fullest potential in God because they even the person was dead and you still hate it still yeah something 
So that's strong. That's strong. That's strong hatred. I don't think I, I don't, and I never hated my father. Never hated him. Mm -hmm. Outside of telling people he was dead, I never spoke a negative word about him until, you know, we had some issues. But now we have a great relationship. I'm able to tell yeah. him I don't like the way you handled me in this situation. And I'm going to, you know, I'm never going to disrespect him because he's my father. But as an adult, I'm able to right. talk to you and let you know that this situation didn't go right. You didn't handle this correctly. I can tell you that because we're right. both adults. And any adult relationship, whether it be mother, father, uh, mother, daughter, father, son, whatever, you have to have open communication with these with people in order for you to be able to flourish, yes. especially when they hurt you. Yes. In order to move forward in any relationship when someone's hurt you, you have to accept their forgiveness or forgive them. Yep. And yep. have open communication, have open dialogue. Be willing to listen to the other person. Yep. And I wasn't always that way. I'm going to tell you, this year, mm -hmm. 2020, you know, people say 2020 has been <laughs> bad, and it has, but 2020 has opened my eyes to a lot. And I've realized that even with dealing with the spirit of rejection, because like I told you, it tried to get me even on this year. And God said, mm -hmm. everybody is not rejecting you. That's what we have to realize too. Right. Everybody's not rejecting you. Some people I'm removing. Say that again. So, Everybody's not rejecting you. Some people Everybody's I'm not removing. And I'm, I'm removing, removing them. And they can be family. They can be friends. They can be church yes. affiliates. Whatever it is, I'm removing them because they can't go to the next place that I have for you. But we feel yes. like until God ministers that to us, because we feel like, well, if God is removing them, he should have told me that in the beginning. God ain't got to tell us nothing. Until he's ready to tell us. Right. He gotta tell us what he's doing. And he, he, and he knows when you're ready to. Exactly. Exactly. God knows everything about us. So he knows when we're ready to receive it. Yep. So, you know, even in this year, you know, there there's some family members that I no longer talk to. And at first it bothered me. I mean, like bothered me to the point, Tisha, that I wasn't able to sleep at night. And God said, they can't go with you in the next place. And I realized that even with my my siblings, my, you know, my parents, my, you know, close friends, everybody ain't going. They don't mean I don't love you. Right. Yes, and right. guess what? It, it, because if you don't back away when God tells you, he'll cause them to back away. Yes. And when they start backing away, you feel like they're rejecting you, and that's not the case. God is removing them. God is removing right. them because he knows what's best for us in all situations. And it's not that when he removes people that they will never come back to your life. It's not like, right. you know, just because I can't hang with you closely right now that we can't, if you, you know, if you wanted to have a conversation, we can't have a conversation. We just can't walk together. That's what people we don't understand. Like you can, you have to put people in mm -hmm. their proper place in your life. And just one thing yeah. I also had to deal with, with overcoming rejection was the fact that I wanted people to be close to me that weren't supposed to be. Right. Different siblings have different places in your life. I had my yes. mama had five children. My daddy has nine children. So I have a slew of siblings. I'm not, <laughs> and, you know, of course my relationship with my siblings on my mother's side is different because I was raised in the home with them. Raised and my them. relationship mm -hmm. with my siblings on my father's side, most of that relation, those relationships were um, cultivated in our adulthood. So those relationships right. are different. But my mother, the siblings on my mother's side and the siblings on my father's side, they all have different places in my life. And, and you know, I can't expect this sister and this sister to, to share that same spot. 
Because right. that's not what God has for me in my life. Just like if I have two best friends, and I don't have any right now, <laughs> but just like if I have two best friends, you know, uh -huh. if I have two best friends, I can't expect them to both be in the same position in my life. They both have a place. That's right. Like, every That's right. We have to put people in. We have to put people in our pro their proper place so that we can feed into the spirit of rejection. Because the devil's gonna make you think. He's gonna plant that seed to make you think it. That's another way we have to to overcome it by canceling out the voice of the enemy. Stop listening to That's his lies right. because he can't tell the truth. He's the father. That's right. So he's gonna, All day. he's gonna tell you, oh, they rejected you. They don't want to be a part of your life. They don't want to do this. They don't. The devil is a liar. Their mm -hmm. voice in my life, although we may have been this close at one point, just because we don't talk every day or we're not texting every day or we're not spending time with each other all the time, doesn't make them insignificant. What it means is that we put right. each other in our proper place. That's right. So that we can both can go forward to do the things that God has called us to do. So, you know, that's another thing. Yep. You, you know, add, add that to your list. You gotta, you gotta um, silence the mouth of the enemy. You gotta silence the mouth that's of the right. enemy. That's right. Because he's gonna lie to you in order to continue to try to hold you hostage to things that you've been freed from. Because I was delivered from the spirit of rejection. I, I know I was. I was there when it happened. <laughs> but however, on this year, <laughs> he allowed me to feel like I was going through that again. Mm -hmm. And and God ministered right. to me. No, you're it's not that they're rejecting you. I removed them because you chose not to. When I told you to. Right. And we always miss that mark because we think the timing is not is the right timing, but it really don't be his timing for those people to be in that space. And I had this to learn that it, it was just honey, stuff just be crazy. I'll be like, no, because you know, we good here, we good there. But you would never know where you're really not good at when it comes down to when you meet the head of the situation. You be like, what I do? I didn't do anything. Like, okay. Right. Have, have your way, Lord. Just have, go and move them on out the way. And I ain't got, I got to take the consequences and move with it. Right. And that's, that's, life that's be, the thing. Life be rough. When, yeah, when God does it, it hurts. Because you're looking like, I didn't expect this to happen. I didn't expect this person to start acting this way. God, God is telling us, I told you, your season with them was up. Right. I told you your thing was going on. up. And you chose not to step away. So I had to fuck him up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the most I look, yeah, the most look with take it and run with it. Like, okay, Lord, okay. You, you don't beat me down enough. I, I got it. I got it. Cause I was just telling right. someone, um, was talking about like family and stuff, and I was like, Well, just about the same as you, my dad was not in my life. He was here and there, mm -hmm. whatever, however. And most of my siblings are on my dad's side. On my mom's side, I only have one brother. But we all are not, we don't all don't do the same things. So it it makes it kind of like a strange kind of relationship. But me, I always been the mm -hmm. family person. Um, they say I took over my grandma's trait, like trying to make sure all the family's together. I always trying to make sure these people come together. But then you get the same thing, well, what about me? Do anybody ever right. think about me? And then when right. I back away, they were like, what's wrong with her? So she got problems going on. What in the world? Like, no, I have problems too. Like, I can't stop everybody's problems. But if I can be there to be that friend or that family member to, to listen, you know, I always been that person to be there for his family. So me and my siblings got together, got with our dad. No, matter of fact, I got with my dad first. And he was like, what do mm -hmm. I got to say? He's like, what you think y'all have to say? And I'm looking like, dude, like, I don't think you really want to hear from all of us, but you need to hear from us, but you need to be prepared to hear. Right, you have to be say. receptive. He has to be receptive. Because if he's not, yes, it's, not, it's so. only going to make y'all even more angry if he's not ready to receive. Yep. And so when we met, 
it was like the whole atmosphere because I was I was praying that whole week like Lord okay when we come together I don't want things to go left if we can keep right. it as you know positive as possible but get our point across but it led to not saying anything which I think was a good thing but then he started trying to be a little cocky in between like oh well you know y'all really got nothing to say like oh we got a whole lot to say but I don't think you're ready for it. So, right. but luckily, I think with me praying that it don't go the wrong way and is this the right time to talk about it, I guess he let us know it was not that time. It was just the time to come together as us as siblings with our dad, finally. Out mm-hmm. of all 40-some years, 40-plus years that I've been here, is the first time all of me and my siblings has been together on that side since my sister passed in 2004. Wow. And that was seventeen, wow. almost seventeen years ago. So just imagine, I, I deal with my siblings one on one per each one on my own, yeah. but we've never been all together until mm-hmm. last month. And it, it, it turned out really good. So they want to do it again, you know. Between, but I always tell them I'm not perfect. It was like, well, you got it good. I'm like, no, I just work hard to get where I am. But life be hard and then I took on two other kids oh my gosh they made my life even harder and I was like Jesus is this how life really supposed to be like can you help me out I mean I I thought I got the roadmap but honey this map is like all over the place but it took that to show me more discipline within myself Mm -hmm. so I just take that role and be like I ain't got time for this you know right but he let us know we have to humble ourselves and sometimes we got to take the punches because in the end, we're going to come out champions. So right. I feel that Absolutely. has made me to be a, a heavy person. I, I guess I'm a soft-hearted person, but then I can get hard-hearted real quick. Yeah. Because if you I'm get on that way. one tip, <laughs> you flip that tip, honey, I'm trying to tell you, it's, it's hard to put that cap back on because oh, it's already been exploded. I'm crying at the same time. But it's... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, God just dropped this in my and dro- while you were speaking, God, you know, dropped this in my spirit. And I'm so I'm sure somebody needs to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. When you've been rejected at a young age, it causes you to oftentimes, and praise God, this this didn't happen to me. I, I had a, my mama was very strict, so thank God for that, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It causes young women, and somebody on this live needs to hear this, to fall in love with people who aren't any good for them because they're just looking for love from a man. And until you are, again, accept God's love, you're not going to really know what true love is. So fall in Mm -hmm. love with God so that he can send you the man, send you the woman, that is right for you so that you don't go through more rejection because you just want to be loved by somebody to experience you know um domestic violence in any type of way because Mm -hmm. they they feel like they just need to be loved we all need love especially as women we are you know we we want to be loved we want to feel secure we want to feel like um our you know we got somebody that's got our back right but don't don't just accept it from anybody anybody that walk up to you and be like oh girl I can take care of you I you know I love you no that's not it accept God's love so that he can send you the right person that's gonna love you well you don't want to just be loved right you want to be loved well Mm You want to be loved in every area of your life. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to share this. This is a little off topic, but I'm sure it's going to help somebody because I don't share much of my testimony on this God leads me to. But my <laughs> husband, my husband was okay. not saved. Um, me and my husband have been dating. So we met 16 years ago today, as a matter of fact. Um, so we've been oh, together okay. for 15 years. Um. And my husband was not a, a born again believer when I met him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a born again believer when I married him. He wasn't a born again believer when I rededicated my life to God. None of that, you know. However, mm-hmm. one thing I do I can say is that my husband loved me well. And I say mm-hmm. that because 
he's not a forefront person. He's more of a background. I'm gonna push you. Uh -huh. You go forth. You be the spokesman. That is, you do that, and I'm gonna be like, yes, that's my wife. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, anything that I'm doing in ministry, my husband feels like I'm the best that can do it. Mm -hmm. Anything that I do in business, he feels like I'm the best that can do it. And he doesn't always have to say that in words. His actions right. and the way he loves me and supports me in everything that I do lets me know that he loves me well. So women, you need, you want a man that God sends you that loves you well. Not just loves you That's because, right. you know, because you're a woman. Not just loves you because of what he thinks he can get from you, but he loves you with the love of God and he loves you as Christ loves the church so that he can take care right. of you and protect you. Even in those moments, in those nights when I cried at night because I didn't understand why my father did not want a relationship with me, even up until mm -hmm. I was 30 something years old, when I didn't understand it, my husband was there to comfort me, to, to hold me because he was able to love me through those moments and help me to right. realize that, you know, you have people who love you. And if these people mm -hmm. don't want to love you and appreciate the person that you are, you have to allow them to, to release them and move on. That's right. Got to release and move on. And you know what? And being that you say that, that is really good straight in on topic because I was having that same similar conversation that most of the time we can put ourselves in into a situation mm -hmm. going in it with Absolutely. good intentions and because it may not be of the right timing it can turn left and we have to be right. careful no matter how much we love the person no matter how engaged we are to that person sometimes God shows you an exit out Mm -hmm. And I spoke that to a young lady and I was like, no matter what, you can love him to the utmost. I truly believe you probably, you love this person, but when mm -hmm. it starts turning left and DM starts happening in between that situation, I mean, not DM, DV start happening, it's time to exit. Mm -hmm. Because us as women, we don't have to take that. We don't. We're too beautiful people. We're too smart that we don't have to let that person try to down us when we are of a good positive light for them. Right. Time for that. So my answer to her was is find an exit and exit quick. Because it ain't gonna change. The only way it's gonna change, they have to change, but you can't change them because they're not ready. Right, right. So right. you have to wait and repair yourself. And now you got to get all that hurt up out of you again to move on to the next person because you don't want to carry that into your next relationship. Some stuff we're going to have a little right. laggers going into another relationship, but it won't be those main pieces that hurt us the most because then we're going to be looking at them like, well, why are you doing that? Because I already had that happen to me. Why are you doing this? Right. And some people do that intentionally too. I, I take it like you're trying to test me, but I don't think you want to test me that way because you might get, well, <laughs> I should have done then. Now you're going to get it because now right. you're trying to test me. Like, don't do that. I don't like if I try to test my intelligence in the wrong way. Like, now that now they now you want to pull the cap off now go on to do that piece <laughs> you got it. I said Jesus, I'm still saying because I'm about to forgive me, but you did. <laughs> but right, I mean, and you know, people who and I don't know why you know I'm led to talk about domestic violence, but you know, I'm I'm not a victim of I've never been a victim of domestic violence. My mama's crazy, I tell you, and any man that I dated, she let them know. You put your hands on my door, I'm putting you sixty dollars. So, I mean, I've never been one to tolerate that. However, hitting you is not loving you. Nope. Ain't, ain't no man got to put his hands on you to tell you that he loves Ain't no man got to nope. holler and scream at you because domestic violence isn't just physical. It's mental. It's emotional. Yeah. And some people know if they say certain things to you, that it's gonna make you react and it's gonna trigger something and make you act the way they want you to act. That's manipulation. Right. And that's the spirit. And it needs to be cast yeah. out or not. You know, whichever one you want. <laughs> <laughs> but like to just say, you have to get out. You can't continue mm -hmm. in those situations. You have to love yourself enough. 
And yep. again, accept God's love. Know that he would never want you to be in those type of situations because those people may not be, you know, they like, well, he's not a bad man. Or she, because it's men that are victims too. She's not a bad woman. Well, they may not be bad, but right. they need help. They need to be delivered. They need help. And so yep. therefore you have to be, you know, be willing to leave so that they can get the help they need. And when you That's leave, right. don't find somebody who does the same thing. Love yourself enough to heal you. Heal what's inside of you that's making you draw those type of people so that you don't continue. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, that, that, that's yeah. the key word right there. Heal yourself so you won't with, you know, withdraw those same type of people. Because I heard people say it all the time. I don't understand why I keep drawing these same type of men and they all no good. Like, I don't understand it. Like, okay, some people had to learn if you didn't have a father around or a father image that can kind of guide you through that type of life, the only thing you know is reach and receive whatever somebody give you until you whatever are taught differently or strong somewhere else that know life don't have to be like this. Life can go this way. Relationships can be this way. But then people wonder why they have multiple fair relationships or we'll become the dominant person and just, I'll just take care of you. You ain't got to do nothing. You can work when you get ready to spend your money on what you want. No, I'm need you to pay some bills right here. Right. It's a little too I mean, thing. Like, no. Right, because when, so, when you, you deal know, with the day, go, on, go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead and finish. When you deal with, <laughs> you, you know, when you deal with rejection at a young age and you grow up as a, a teenager, a little girl, you, it when somebody shows interest in you, that ignites something inside of you. And like you said, if you didn't have that father figure to know, oftentimes people miss because they, they never saw daddy love mama well or a husband love mama well. Right. So there's some triggers. But see, I was always smarter than a fifth grader because I never wanted nobody that would not <laughs> love their children. I never wanted a man mm -hmm. because I saw my, my stepfather raise his hand. Now he didn't hit my mama because he knew she was crazy. But <laughs> but I, I I never wanted a man <laughs> that would even think about raising his hand to me. So I looked for those mm -hmm. characteristics. And if I would have ever seen anything like that in anyone I dated, then I'd, I'd have had it. Mm -hmm. Because in, in, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not for that. However, what I did not, not what I did not reject was men who only wanted me for sex or who only thought I was good enough <laughs> to hook up at night. I didn't reject right that because there are plenty of people and you know I, I you know can we be real on here? Can can, can I be real? We can be real. Okay, you know we're gonna do this. I, I would <laughs> at first I'd be like, oh, Alicia, you 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 a pimp. Cause I used to, be, I mean, I used to be like just. I, I had this dude for you know this weekend and this dude for the next weekend because I ain't in no relationship. I'm gonna do me, you know. Right. And I was like, you know what? That, all that was is that I didn't know nobody. I didn't know the love of man, so I thought it was okay to just be going out to the I thought it was okay because rejection got a lot of phases. It, it do a lot. It makes you go through a lot of stuff. You know, people be like, rejection is a lot of You were rejected by your father, so you just have issues with him. No, it makes you have issues in different kinds of places in your life. It don't. It ain't just, you know, mm -hmm. like I told you, me and my daddy are good now. But I had to overcome things, you know, prior to him and I even being what is you like doing? Well I think she ran into a little technical difficulties until she tuned back in. I want to thank all y'all for tuning in. 
I hope y'all are getting something out of this. Send us some questions if y'all want us to answer some questions for you all. And we'd be more than happy to answer them. even your church family we all can receive those rejections in all those areas so as soon as she come back i will um, add her back in to the segment but i do like to thank all of you all for watching and tuning in with us if y'all have any questions or any suggestions or anything y'all want to put in just type it in and we will ask the question and give you a response so just know do not hold us accountable for the response we're just giving you what we know and what we experience in this segment here we go we're adding her back in busy but we're gonna get this out tonight. yes we are yes we are but yeah so you know like i was saying it starts with something you know just that was rooted at your childhood but because mm -hmm. it's not dealt with properly because as a child you don't know that you need to be delivered from rejection <laughs> so your life just you know it just it starts as a dot and it's like things just sprout out mm -hmm. all around you because you you haven't dealt with the root cause of what happened right. in your life, so you know it, it 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 it's not just simple as you know this person didn't want me because it ain't just from your daddy. Some mamas reject people too. I'm going to say some can come from our mothers too because we can have parents that our mother just don't be a mother. And yeah, I because learned. your mother can be there and not be if that makes sense. Yes, they, they can be present, but not be present. And then you got some that just they are just not present. Absolutely. So, so I've learned that dealing with young people, even looking at my life, my mom died when I was five, I think. So therefore, I didn't have my mother to really show the motherly love got mm -hmm. into town. So my grandmother took up that position. So I'm learning from a grandparent's perspective how life should be. Mm -hmm. And how and they teaching us like don't do this, don't do that. I, I met famous word is don't you do that and don't you do this. But we never got explained why not to do this. So guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna try it because we're gonna, gonna try, try it. it. And their their why? reason is always because I said so. That's not that's that's that said so. <laughs> and we're gonna try that it because work. you said so. <laughs> and you know, I'm gonna do it anyway because you Mind you yourself. told me not to. And it's just like you tell a child don't touch the stove because it's hot. They're gonna touch mm -hmm. you. If you wouldn't have mentioned it, I probably wouldn't have even thought about it. But because you mentioned it, now I want to see what it's about because you, you mentioned it. <laughs> yep. You know. So, so we can go through that as in having a parent rejection from mom. And mom mm -hmm. is always like our biggest target for life. She the one that guides us. She the one is showing us like this is the pattern because it's really not a book on parenting. People make right. books for parenting, but it's really not a book. You have to learn right. because each child, each person, each life situation is different per the individual. So right, like I might right, be, right. can guide you this way, but then you might say, oh no, well we can go down, you know, 85 and get there a little bit quicker. But I didn't know that because I only knew to go down 95. Right. So that's how I taught you is how to go down 95. But then, you know, be careful when you're going and keep your eyes open because hey, Life happens, and you're going to get tripped up, fall in a little hole, but you can always come out. And people hate that part. They're scared to come out. Like, just come on out. Life is going to hurt you, but come on out, and I promise you, it's going to be for the best. Promise right. You be right. And, you know, parenting, you know, we have to be careful not to cause our children, even with, you know, me and my husband raise our children together. But we have to be careful not to say something to our children that cause them to feel like they they are being rejected. 
right. to um, cause mm-hmm. them not to feel like they are um, not good enough or mm-hmm. what have you. We have to watch our words when we're speaking with our children. You know, the Bible says there's power in life and death in your tongue. So I mm-hmm. can either speak life to my children and tell them that you're going to be great. You're going to be amazing. You're going to be awesome. You you know, you're the head and not the tail. You're a lender and not a borrower. Right. Or I can tell them they're nothing. What, yep. if, what if, you know, I don't even understand how a mother or a father could fix their mouth to tell a child you're nothing. You're never going to be nothing. Like, when I see that on movies, it's almost like my skin crawls. My skin gets tense because I'm like, how would you fix your mouth to say that to your child? This is somebody who came out of your body, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, we have to make sure we're not planting those seeds of rejection. Rejection is a, a hard thing to overcome. If you, mm-hmm. if you don't, if you know, especially when you don't know what it is. You know, right. people go through life. And they go through those various things that we've discussed tonight. They go through those daddy issues, those friendship issues, those family relationship issues. They go through all of that and they don't know why they feel like they're not, um, why people don't want them around or they don't understand why um, it feels like everybody that I love doesn't love me back. It's not, it's because that seed was planted and it hasn't been planted. That's true. You know, when you plant an apple seed, it goes in the ground and it's going to stay in the ground until somebody plucks it out. That yep. seed, and, you know, the, the difference of, you know, we have to remember that seeds are planted in our lives in every aspect of our life. And any negative seed that's been planted, we have to pluck it out. How do we get that plucked out? By accepting God's love asking God to heal you from those things so that you don't continue to live in that cycle of life because you're going to continue to go through different cycles in every area of your life until you're truly healed and delivered from those things that are not meant to be yep and And then the other part go ahead and sometimes the people that cause that seed to be planted they don't even realize so they're not the ones that are going to be able to help you overcome it. Yep. And that's what I'm about to say. The ones that plant that seed in you. So I had, a, I'm going to give a little example how you can have a person and they all, you got a person always in your ear, always in your ear. And it's always mm-hmm. something negative, but yet it sounds positive because that's what you want to do or that's where you want to go but not realizing it's hurting you and it's making you have more hurtful and being heart hurting in, on the inside because ain't nothing happening. But then this is what you're telling me. Right. So I can keep telling you, well, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to go here. We're going to go here. But then we never go there. Our kids get mad. You know how we broken promises. We'll get it next week. Next week come. Then you said we're going next week. Well, we'll get it next week because something come up. Okay, so we're going to get it next week. So that builds a wall within them. Mm-hmm. And then now they got this wall there and you don't know what's going on because after a while, you're going to do something and now I'm going to feel some way about you. So how do I supposed to deal with that aspect of life? I got to figure out where the root problem is and then I have to right. remove myself and sit back and watch like, see, well, are they really trying to make me feel bad? and pulling me down and like going to depression because it can seem depression. I've been there, anxiety, all that stuff ain't no joke. Right. Want to hurt yourself, want to yourself. I, I don't been through all of that. And it's not a good feeling just knowing that, okay, you really don't have family support like they say they are mm-hmm. um, or the friends ain't there like they say they were supposed to be and then all this life stuff that slap you in the face. Like, it's like, what, what am I being for? Just what I said, like, what am I being for? They don't need me. But then I had to realize, wait a minute, I got a child. Since good old Lord, you don't want to take me, then let me make life what it is. And from this point, <laughs> I just had to climb the bridge, honey. The bridge was getting, saying like the bridge was deeper than I, what I thought it was. But hey, I thank God for where I am today. Because honey, right. it could have been another way. It could have been another way. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, there's no greater love than the love of Jesus. And, you know, oftentimes people be like, you know, that that's been said so many times. People tell me about God's love. 
but you have to it's not just that you're going to experience his love because you heard somebody talk about it you right. have to come into a relationship with him in order to ex receive his love the true love that he has for you because he loved you without fault he loves you just because he created you so yep. But in order to receive that love and to feel that love and embrace that love, you have to come into a relationship with him. That's right. And you and only you, not me, my husband, my kids. It has to be me within me, me, me. Right. Because the right. enemy is me in me. That's who the <laughs> enemy is. Boy, right. that lady brought that synonym down. I was like, well, I ain't looking at it anyway. We can be our own, our own enemy. Mm -hmm. All because of being rejected. <laughs> And it was mm -hmm. so deep. Rejection to not even want to be rejected can cause you to have headaches. To not mm -hmm. to want to go through this problem can cause you because you think you're trying to overthink the process. You're overthinking it. You're overthinking, overthinking. it because you're worried about are they gonna like me? Are they gonna want me to be a part? Are they going to accept me? Am I good enough? Do I speak well enough? Do I read well enough? Do I sound mm -hmm. um a certain way. God don't care about all that. Right. We got to be healed because sometimes we reject our, like you said, we reject ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're our worst critic. And, you know, even on tonight, I promise you I won't watch this live. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you I won't. I promise you I won't. Because I'm always critiquing myself and I'm like, oh, I could have said that better. Boy, I right, I, you know, and sometimes I may stumble over my words a few uh, every now and then. I go, oh, right. girl, you should have waited and calmed down some and not spoke so fast. <laughs> I'm just my own worst yeah. girl. Like Honey, you, you, you is not by yourself. I do some video stuff. I was like, why did I do that like that? Oh my gosh, maybe I should have said this. I had that right there. Why did I say that? But. I learned it is what it is. I mean, because at the end of the day, you might have a one direction, but then he'll change it according to your atmosphere, your attendees, like right. it's shifting. So I right. had to learn that process because I'm not an outspoken black person. I do everything in the background. I'm a background person all day. I I do whatever you want to do. I ain't got to be out front. But when, when folks are like, no, honey, you have to really start doing your stuff move forward like you have to come out because you have to start speaking stuff I'm like that ain't me I help you out what you need me to do I have your paperwork ready I got your book ready I got your water like your, your mic is ready testing one two your battery is good <laughs> <Let's roll>. girl <laughs> girl and it's so funny because God be like you doing all this for them but you just don't know that you're serving your way into what I have for you Girl, stop it. This was a lady told me yesterday. She's like, you know you, sir. I'm like, no, honey, I'm just serving for the Lord because this is what he told me to do. To assist my pastor, <laughs> yeah. you do this right because here. Because you, you serve well, here. you'll lead well. That, See, that's what she now did. you got me on a whole nother topic. <laughs> I'm not doing this tonight with you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> if you serve well, you will. And that is actually true because some people be trying to lead and honey ain't served nothing. Like, nothing. You have to serve well. Remember this year I was in a place and I'm not going to share much about this testimony but I was contemplating leaving the current ministry I'm in mm -hmm. and God was like I need you to serve well I need you to serve well even if it feels like it's not appreciated serve well be faithful yes. regardless yes. How, of how you feel yes and that's the hard serve well. Swallow. Why did he tell me to serve well? Because he knows, just like you said at the beginning, you got all the gifts. God knows what gifts he's given me. So right. if I serve well, even when it don't feel good, when it don't look good, when it don't sound yes. good, I can lead well. And he prepping you for that spot because one day you wanna be that light behind the one you were serving well. You know, and I think that, you know, it's not even anything personal. It's just that, you know, when we go through things and people don't respond the way we feel, again, there's the seed of rejection. 
because I expected one response and received another. Yep. Then I'm like, oh, they ain't never like me nowhere. I mean, just 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 reject it all, all over again. The Lord be like, girl, this ain't even got nothing to do with me. Not I'm showing you that I need you to serve well in situations mm-hmm. that ha- that that when you don't feel like. Can you do it yep. through the passion? Can you do it when it seems like everybody's against you? That's the hardest thing to do. I'm telling you, I've been there. You know, before I left my prime ministry, it was like, honey, like, oh, I feel like I had a toothache or something. I'm like, bruh, like, Christianity should not be like this. Like, you know what? It, we think that becoming a Christian act like every day is gonna be a, a bed of roses, but the it, it the trials come to make us strong. Make us strong. Because yep. again, God knows who he created us to be, who he purposed us to be. And he, yes. he tests us and he, he has us to go through things to see how we handle it mm-hmm. so that we can be a better person. Not just yep. be a better Christian. Be a better person first. Be a better person. Be a better Christian, and to become a better a, a, a good leader. Yep. And and that's what all counts because preparation gets you where you're trying to get to. And I thank God for that. And I received that because she prepped me for where I am now. Right. And it's Serving. like now I know he that she gave me the eyesight to know what to see now but why would be seeing all this stuff like i don't be wanting to see this stuff like, i'd be trying to pay attention to certain like but it's like lord just be like you know you got to be that watchful person because mm-hmm. everybody can't watch everybody can't be a minister of help so you have to know your position and everybody don't know their position just because i can go throw a cloth well they don't mean that's my spot but okay. he's prepping you until you can recognize or your leader recognize where you need to be and sometimes you be looking at them like bruh why why you putting up here for like why I gotta be that's another thing we have to remember we have to remember that when you know when we're not able to hear God clearly for ourselves he'll tell our leaders what we need to be because again he knows what he has planned for us so you looking like why you got me over here catching people and throwing throws um Cause I this ain't this ain't my ministry, <laughs> right? This ain't this ain't for me. Why am I doing this? But then you look, excel. I, look, I go over there and do this right here. Well, you okay? <laughs> I got it. need some tissue. <laughs> you know, you're anointed to give tissue. And and you, and, you know, and that's a good anointing area. Like people don't realize giving some tissue is anointed. Like that's, honey, that's some anointing in there. You gotta be watching. You gotta be watching. You gotta be watching. You ain't got that eyesight. You can just hang it up, honey, because everybody can. You right. be like, can, can I, you look, you build it like this. Can, like, what is you doing? You you sitting there holding the box. Uh, you, honey, she might need a trash can, and you over here in La La Land. I'm gonna need you to come on back over here, but. That's life. It's preparation. He preps us for where we're going. He prep us. I, I thank God for my preparation because I know right. I don't. I didn't think I served like I did, but when I sit back and think, I'm like, okay, all this was preparation for me for now. For granted, in some parts I didn't, but I know now why it is what it is, and it's more to come. So it's still you still gonna have obstacles. So no matter what, it's not like it's the end. Okay, now I made it to this position. Boom, I'm good. No, it's still gonna be something else. But if we don't ever get ourselves together within our heart, within our mind, and really do it wholeheartedly, it's gonna really be hard. But I can do like we said, throwing tissue. We can do that all the time, and that's it. The tissue area might not be your destination. That was to get you to the next spot. But some Absolutely. people get comfortable where they are mm-hmm. and they never move and they'll always be sitting in that one spot. But yet, we still got a little Holy Ghost and we moving, but God saying, no, it's more, but you're not mm-hmm. accepting more because you're comfortable. That's the word. You're comfortable where you are. Yeah. 
Right. He don't want you to be comfortable because once you get comfortable, okay, he, he can't shake you up because you're mm-hmm. missing all the shaking. But That's I learned, true. honey, I'm trying to tell you, the shaking and the moving, whoo, honey, life has not been pictures of crazy. I'm trying to tell you, honey, serving the Lord is awesome. But it comes with, like you said, with the trials and tribulations, even with life, mm-hmm. family, we all have to take it and kind of roll with it. But you have to know when enough is enough and you have to know your timing and your place. Mm-hmm. and don't dismiss what the leader says but also you still got to be seeking him for yourself because right. they can right. be the only one seeking for where you're trying to go and it's like you pushing up against them because you're not really seeking to know okay well Lord what do I really supposed to do where am I supposed to go is this the place I'm supposed to be at is this the person I'm supposed to be talking to do I supposed right. to be down right. here running errands for Johnny and then like okay you, you don't know because you, what they say you only pick up the Bible on Sunday mornings and now you flip through the thing trying to find uh, Psalms. Who don't know what Psalms are in the middle of the Bible? Like, come on now. <laughs> and you got people that don't know where Psalms is. So preparation is the key and knowing that as we go through narrowing down to where the fear is, to knowing how mm-hmm. to accept it, to go through it, ask for help. Sometimes you have to go through counseling. Christians can't go to counseling because hey, do we need it. Counseling is good. Because sometimes ministry can weigh you down. really good. And you need it. Yes. You can lay on somebody's chair, honey. I don't mind. I hate to give them that $100, but every now and then if you need it, you better go lay on the chair, go pay the $100, and go get it done. Because it's good right. to talk to someone that don't know. It's good to talk to somebody who doesn't know you. They can't judge you because they don't know anything yeah. about you. And you just, you know, honestly, the first time. I went to a counselor this year, and this wasn't my first time experiencing counseling, but um, this was personal counseling. So it's my first time receiving personal counseling. Um, and I was just talking. And she really didn't ever say that. <laughs> Ask a few questions, but not nothing major. And I was like, but I feel better. Mm-hmm. Did she just let me talk? Because she was there ear to listen and not respond so that you can get it out of your spirit. Right. Sometimes just all it takes. You can just, let me just say what I, I want to say and just scream and I'm good. <laughs> like, it was like, I, I got upset earlier this week about something. Praise God that I did not respond the way that I used to respond. Praise Thank you. <laughs> but I was able to talk it out with one of my friends and I was like, oh, okay, I feel better now. She was like, okay, well, I'm glad you do. So, so well, bless you. Let's move on to the next. What we eat? <laughs> right. What's, what's next? What's for lunch? Right. <laughs> what's next? What's for lunch? Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, we have to just, you know, remember when once that seed is planted, it's going to mm-hmm. attack every area of your life. So it attacks your no. your parental line. I'm going to stop saying that. It's, it attacks your parental line. It attacks right. your 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 family it yeah. attacks your friendship line relationship line and especially if you go into ministry of any kind it attacks yep. in that area as well and oh, you know yeah. you'll be telling them i feel this way and they'll be looking at you like i don't understand why because honestly they may have not felt like they did anything to you but that seed of rejection has mm-hmm. caused you to Think on something that was nothing and right. blow it into something that was, you know, ma- you made it a major deal because you overthinking. Right. So overthinking. That is yeah. it right back, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been good, ma'am. This one's awesome. I thank you for joining me on tonight. So we're going to come to a close that we learned tonight that rejection hurts. Rejection Mm -hmm. rejection can come from all aspects of life, whether it's family, friends, relationships, ministry. Um, We just have to know, as you said, the silence of the mouth kills the enemy. So sometimes everything don't have to be spoken. Some things just don't have to be spoken. And also you say you have to serve well to lead well. So Mm -hmm. either you get through with the fear of rejection can lead you to serving God as need be. And then you can move forward in ministry as it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. 
But it's going to be issues leading in ministry, but you have to stick it out and hold it out because if God calls you to it, he's going to see you through it without a shadow of a doubt. Trust Absolutely. Because I, I didn't want to do it, but I was like, okay, Jesus, this is how you want to do this thing here? I'm going right. to take the room with I, I mean, I do everything else. Let me run on with the Lord with, with what you have for me to do. Right. So... I thank you for tuning in with me tonight. Thank you for having me. Um, it's been a good journey. So our topic tonight was overcome rejection. And this will be posted on my podcast with Unleashing What Lady Die on Anchor. And it'll go out to other, um, I think probably on YouTube as well. But I think about that. But so just so we know, um, we're going to post the links for um, my book and her book. She has two and I have one and a half. I forgot, my, I forgot my anthology book on um, the wild women overcoming through writing that was my first piece that started me on my writing journey and I finally completed my book which is Birth and Purpose out of Broken Places and I got a, a lot of inspirational things in there about my little life and how I overcame it so awesome. you need to get your anointed to serve because that helps people to know how to serve with the anointment that they have and um, the other book was you said over rejection. Rejected with a purpose. Rejected with a purpose mm-hmm. is her two books. So we'll post a link for y'all to um, go and purchase those books. Just click like and share, and we're going to add y'all to our pages, and we'll y'all tune in with us later. Thank you, Sister Alicia, all the way You're from welcome. South Carolina. <laughs> Thank you. You have a good night. You too.